0: Hello, and welcome to another Cosmic Energy Report. I'm Andrea from Concrete and Crystals and Spirit Crumbs. And I'm Emily from Emily and Her Stars and Things That Make You Go Woo. And today we are talking about Capricorn season, which is my season as your in house Capricorn. I actually am feeling this energy. Already, but it could be a combo of the fact that it's just as soon as I know it's close to my birthday I just start being more Capricorn automatically I don't know about you Emily, but that's kind of what's been sitting in for me
1: oh absolutely and it doesn't hurt that Mercury's already in Capricorn so that's giving you some extra mental vibes and yeah it's been a very interesting Sagittarius season so far um absolutely felt the speed up did you feel it it's been moving so fast, so wild. Definitely. I feel like I blinked and we're in the middle of December almost. I don't know how that happened, but we are here. A hundred percent. And I also think it is going to be, you know, we've talked so much about um, retrograde, Mercury retrograde coming and then just that immense amount of recovery we needed after Scorpio season and after the eclipses. So I think we're starting to just barely feel like our cedar on the ground, but then it's the middle of the holidays and December is half over. And yeah, when it starts moving fast, it goes really, really fast.
0: Definitely. I think I started out in Sagittarius season thinking, okay, I'm going to get ahead on stuff. I'm going to use this energy. I'm going to be ahead for the holidays. going to be amazing. The opposite happened. I feel like everything else got busy. And then, like you said, it's like it really hit me this weekend. And I was like, OK, we are fully in the holiday season. I have not started any of my holiday things. So I feel like that definitely snuck up on me.
1: I still have a Christmas tree. It is up, but I have four random ornaments on it at the moment. That mantle is fully decorated. But yeah, I feel like I have half Christmas projects everywhere I look.
0: I think I stopped trying to be optimistic, thinking that I would decorate for the holidays like two years ago. And so now I have a little uh, like Christmas owl that stays year round on in my office. And then I have a little mini Charlie Brown Christmas tree that stays up year round in my living room. The only difference is that I turn on the little twinkle lights in the holidays. And all I do is flip the switch over to on because it automatically is on a timer. So one day in December, I just go, okay, it's the season. And then I do nothing.
1: So <laughs> I have been streaming tons of YouTube, just holiday sort of in the background jazz with a nice screensaver. That's been my go-to, keeping me moving through the days. I had a little bit of a flu last week, but I'm feeling better recovering. But that meant us, of course, bumping everything into this week because Sagittarius slows for no one.
0: Exactly. It It all has to happen and whether or not it happens in
1: our timing is irrelevant because it will happen. (laughs) So what's going on in your nook of the woods? What are you thinking it's happening in your offerings?
0: That is a great question. So I'm going to have the Capricorn newsletter coming out on Boxing Day here in Canada, which is the 26th. And then the recharge is going to be the same week again. It just happens once in a while. So it's going to be on the Thursday. And then I have the recharge bundle. So if you sign up for that before the recharge, then you will have Capricorn season included in the bundle. So not only will you get all of the 2024 sessions, but you'll also get Capricorn season thrown in there. It'll still, the bundle will still be available afterwards because the first one won't be until Aquarius season, but it's just, you get a little bonus by signing up early. Um, And then the only other offering that I'm really putting out there because I have limited openings for January so far is the 2024 surprise readings. And I'm getting more and more excited for this in the Spirit School Collective, which most of you know I'm part of uh, running. We are doing Psychic Secret Santa this year, which I came up with around the same time as this offering. And it's the idea that you don't know when you're going to receive these readings. And so with mine, you'll know who's sending it to you because it will be me but it'll just be three times throughout the year that you'll receive a 20 minute reading with a little bit of a write up or an audio message, whichever you prefer. And then I'll be sending out a few of the main cards as well. But the fun is you won't know when it's going to come. You can sign up ahead of time and pre-choose your dates if you're like me and you're like, I don't like surprises. But Hopefully you're also like me and you will forget that you did that. Cause the idea is that it set it and forget it. And then you just get to receive them when it's intuitively guided. But that's the only offering that I'm really fully leaning into right now. But I'm really excited about it.
1: I that sounds like so much fun. I really like the idea of set it and forget it. It's like the instapot of receiving. <laughs> Definitely. I have got a little bit of a slowdown, but then also lots of things happening in the new year. So I'm all booked up for the rest of the openings here in December. Um, In January, I will be taking a much-needed week-long vacation, but on either side of that mid-month, I am beginning my mediumship introductory class. This is um, Introduction to Spirit Whispers and Mediumship, if you have been interested in studying with me or mentoring with me. This is going to be an eight-week program from January 9th. Through February 27th. And we are going to take you from, you know, impasse to intuitive and beyond and really help you dive into what it means to be a medium and connect to the other side. So this is going to be a great, great class. It's super limited in size and we're just about halfway sold out already. So if you're interested, head to the website, emilyandherstars.com. Um, we also have gift certificates now available on the website. So be sure and check that out if you are looking to gift someone with a little intuitive reading, uh, astrology reading in the new year. Then we also have um, some exciting workshops to deal with the 2024 astrology coming up in Third Eye Library. So if you aren't already a member, be sure and sign up during the holidays. We still have your first month for free. And we have the um, spirited winter giveaways. There's all sorts of wonderful things in the resources, as well as a coven of 12 incredible business owners there to support you through your spiritual journey. So that is a little bit of what's happening over here in Emily Interstar's land.
0: It's so earth sign of us to be like, I had nothing really happening and then list like several things. I get that feedback all the time when I talk to, especially my air sign friends and family. If I'm like, yeah, I've been really lazy. I've only done blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, I did literally nothing. So thanks.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we talked about this before and we're like, oh, I have like nothing. I have like three things. But no, there's always a ton of things going on. Not to mention all the ideas we have notebooks full of that we have yet yet to make happen. (laughs) Exactly. And then another little exciting thing, we are getting ready to record in just a couple of days a uh, 2024 Astrology and Outlook, but we're thinking of mixing things up this year. We were just talking. And what do you feel about solstice to solstice, Andrea?
0: I think that is a great way to break it up because a year ahead is a lot, and I feel like it's already one that I think we all come back to throughout the year, but I think having it more, we can get more in depth, I think, into what the themes are if it's only half the year instead of the entire year, because next year feels like it's going to be a lot.
1: I definitely feel like there's going to be a first half and a second half, even just And the amount of um, illuminated forecasts that I did for people, it was like, okay, here's the first section you got to recover from, and here's the second section coming in. So we're going to call it Gaining Light, and it's going to be the first half of 2024. So keep an eye out. This will be coming before the end of the year. We're really excited. It's one of our favorite episodes to do, one of the most listened to episodes, and so if you... Uh, have any questions, or if you have any feedback about this episode or the next one coming up, let us know. But we're excited to do these before the end of the year.
0: Yeah, it's going to be really fun. I always like getting kind of like it's like getting the preview before it actually comes, and then you at least have a bit of preparation to know what to expect. I really like it too. I feel like I went back to ours actually a couple times this year to be like, "What is happening? Why are we feeling like this right now?"
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, so let's talk Capricorn season. Are you ready, Capricorn girl? I am as ready as I've ever been, I guess. (laughs) So Capricorn ushers in, of course, it's the start of winter solstice and it is ruled by Saturn. Now, I think Capricorn gets a bum rap sometimes for being serious and only career driven and never letting their hair down. I actually disagree. I think Capricorns are incredibly funny. And I think that the drive they face with Saturn is in fact in simplicity. It's the idea of removing the excess in order to make things move not only efficiently, but to save and harness the available energy in a way that gets you the biggest bang for your buck. When we think about winter in the northern hemisphere and what even nature is doing it is withdrawn in inside it's this time where the roots are doing things we're nurturing ourselves from hidden places we aren't necessarily making big splashes outward and this is that energy that you want to save what resources you have and use them in really wise ways And Capricorn is all about making sure resources are utilized in ways that are really abundant and the biggest bang for your buck. So as you lean into winter solstice, I always talk about the switch between Sagittarius and Capricorn being a little bit like that Christmas morning. These are all the things I asked for and this is what I really got. And it's not fair that Capricorn gets that, but Sagittarius is so big. It's all fire. It's going nonstop. It. Every possibility is an option. It wants to believe in the magic, the sparkle, all of the things. It's collecting every shiny bobble that comes its way. And Capricorn says, okay, what are, what are we actually going to use out of all of these options? And so we find ourselves as soon as Sort of Christmas hits here in the Northern Hemisphere. And it's this feeling of, I want to put the tree away. I want to clean up my house. Everything to look clean and stark and um, utilitarian almost in a way, but to keep things simplified because there's enough going on in our minds. There's enough going on in our projects that we need the rest of the energy of our homes and our to do lists, our um, goal setting, all of these things to feel more aligned. So if you find yourselves in a little bit of that whiplash around solstice, what, instead of feeling like you're already behind putting things away or that you need to just hurry up to make space for resolutions, instead really sit in the energy of the Sagittarius Capricorn split because we're still going to have Mercury in retrograde when Capricorn season starts. And Mercury is going to back up into Sagittarius and then go direct through it again. So we're still going to have that mental excitement. We're still going to have this feeling of, well, where did the fun go? Where did the excitement, the spark, the what do I believe in? And this will give us an opportunity to really sit in that energy for a little bit and delay the massive shift of the new year kind of through january we're going to have a couple of points in january where we're going to have a better new year's feel so don't rush it don't force your days don't speed through them when capricorn season hits just sink into the enjoyment of winter and what it means to winter because i think so many of us don't live in alignment with the seasons anymore as we could As a Capricorn,
0: who's very Capricorn, I definitely agree with that. I am Capricorn sun, rising, and Mercury, as many of you have heard me say multiple times. But I just feel like I resonate with so much of that, just thinking about my experience of Capricorn season as a Capricorn. One, as most Capricorns know, your birthday becomes like part of the holidays, especially because mine is... 10 days after Christmas. It's like three days after New Year's. So every my birthday, I like to say, is in the hangover of the year where everyone's just over it and I'm over it. So I'm like, let's all just skip past. But then it's like my one opportunity to celebrate myself the entire year. And I'm like, let's not. Can everyone leave me alone for like one day? (laughs) So I just feel like that idea that this year, maybe the magic will be extended a little bit. Maybe we can actually take the time to like slow down and celebrate. Um, and not just Capricorns, obviously, like everyone. But I think it's like I know what that season feels like. And that's what my birthday feels like to me every year. It's like, can, are we are we not done with this? Can we just like put it away? Like I, when I was younger and even into my early 20s once in a while, because we had a fake tree, I would like make my parents leave it up so I could put my birthday presents under the tree. Because It's like if, I'm, if my birthday has to be lumped in with something, then let's lump it in. I get to have the tree then. But on the other side of it, what you were saying about making the most of your resources and the bang for your buck, I'm not really like that financially. But in terms of energy, I definitely am. Like my least favorite thing on Earth is having to do something twice. So I spend a lot of times in that Mercury mindset of like Capricorn and Mercury being like, okay, what is the clearest way to do this? So I only have to do it once. That's my focus for everything, like my spreadsheets and my lists and all of that is for a reason it's for it's so that there's the most clarity possible and to not have to redo things because i only have so much energy and i want to make sure that like that is part of my process like there's a lot of mental planning that goes on even in my artwork even though i'm an artist and that's like not necessarily a clear capricorn you know idea of what you might have as a capricorn person being an artist but in my process most of it happens in my head I don't actually physically start to use my resources because I have a limited number of, you know, plates. I have a limited number of, like, my paper is expensive. I'm not going to waste it on, like, something I may or may not like. That may not be the best strategy for everyone. Some people need to experiment, but not me. I experiment in my brain and in my sketchbook and in my spreadsheets. And then when I get to a point where I'm like, okay, this feels very clear. Then I will share it. Then I will put it out there. Because I also hate answering the same question 45 times when I'm like, I could have just put this in the information and no one would have the question. (laughs) So
1: I totally feel that
0: like that part of the energy of like the bang for your buck in my energy for sure.
1: Okay, so did you pull cards and are you ready to share what is going to happen in Capricorn season? I did. And I am, I'm
0: ready. It's kind of a mixed bag. It's, it's not, again, I didn't put them back. So it's my next question. It could be worse. I almost did. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. I almost did. But I was like, no, this feels like a Capricorn arc, I would say for like how it feels. So we'll see how this feels for you. But let's see how this feels for everyone who's receiving it. Because this, the beginning is actually good. So for week one, it's actually two days because I felt a very clear, I felt into it because it's only the 22nd and 23rd. It's the Friday, Saturday that is in this card. So I was going to lump it in with the next week, but it felt like it had a very different energy. And then probably because the Sunday is Christmas Eve and there's just a different energy when once you're like officially in that Christmas energy. But I actually pulled the magician. So... I think going from Sagittarius into Capricorn, there is this feeling that like the magic does kind of like carry over into Capricorn for a few days. It kind of does because we have Christmas. And even if you don't celebrate Christmas, there's still that energy of people having their lights on for a couple of days and leaving them on overnight and, you know, seeing people out and about and visiting. There's still energy around that. So it also has, I think, energy because of the solstice. There is, even if you don't have a, you know, holiday that you celebrate, solstice is something that we all universally experience because it is that like longest day and then going into more light, like we were kind of alluding to with our name for our forecast uh, for the first half of 2024. And so what I was feeling into with this is that it's like, the energy of like Christmas magic mixed with solstice that just kind of carries us over a couple of days. So like maybe we would normally if we were just fully in Capricorn mode, we might be like, OK, time for business. But this just feels like it's allowing us to sort of move the energy from. It's actually like a, a what it feels like is a, that we had a crossover because the end of Sagittarius season, we actually had the King of Pentacles, which is like the person who has like achieved a lot and has like is starting to see the results and starting to be able to at least even if they're not there yet see the vision see how it's coming together and then on the flip side when we should be in that Capricorn energy of like counting our pentacles and like being in that energy we have this extra spark that we're given with the magician so it just feels like that transition is going to sort of be on either side we're going to be feeling it and what I really think we can do with that is to just treat it like a new beginning, like really celebrate it as like a new cycle and be like, okay, what are we doing with this energy? Like, what are we going to make happen now that we have everything we need? Because the magician tells us that we already have everything we need inside of us and that we get to create our future. So how can we carry that like confidence that we have that is kind of coming from that end of Sagittarius into Capricorn season and make it an optimistic thing. Because sometimes we see Capricorn, and I know I'm guilty of it, being very like, the other shoe's going to drop. Like, where's the problem here? But let's not do that. Let's try and do the opposite and actually be very optimistic and like say, if I have all of these resources within myself, let's see what I can do with this and leave it as an open-ended question instead of trying to like pinpoint what one particular outcome could be.
1: No, I think that's very fitting. And we also come into these last couple of days right before solstice. We still have Venus and Scorpio, and we're going to have Mercury backing up into Sagittarius. So all of that sits. There's still some mystery and magic and excitement. And I love the magician card because I agree the magic of solstice. There's just something almost palpable about those days. And then all of a sudden, when you start to notice the gaining of light again and the beauty of that and the lights and the season, all the things. So on the astrological side, we really only have um, kind of a whopper of a day on the 22nd. This is the shortest day here in the Northern Hemisphere. And we're going to welcome in, of course, the practical sign of Capricorn. Now, keep in mind, this tireless seagoat who persists against all odds sometimes feels like no one is watching while they scale peak after peak. For the next four weeks, we're meant to take pragmatic and humble approaches to life. Goal setter Capricorn loves an ambitious plan with emphasis on the plan. (laughs) Write down where you'd like to be a year from now and reverse engineer a map that will get you there. Can someone in your life use a not-so-secret Santa? Capricorn is the provider sign reminding us that it is actually better to give than receive. With Mercury clouding the air, don't hold onto fixed expectations and let go of perfect outcomes. You know this is easier said than done. And then speaking of mouthy Mercury, it is going to back up today on the 22nd into Outspoken Sagittarius, where it will be for the rest of 2023. Cheeky comments that are normally entertaining could come across as rude, tactless, or inappropriate. Save the off-the-cuff remarks for 2024, especially if you're visiting family. Warning lights are already flashing to why no pre-plan some personal space. Why not pre-plan some personal space and downtime? If you are hanging out with family over the weekend or the week of Christmas, Boxing Day, where can you escape to and to have some time on your own?
0: I feel like that is like a good PSA um, in general for this time of year. And it's funny, I did a card pull in the free space in the Spirit School community, and boundaries was like the number one topic. It, like, and I even did personal card pulls after, and it was like we all need some boundaries. Okay, <laughs> so I feel like this actually carries really well from the first. Card to the second week, because what I have for the 24th to the 30th is the Two of Cups, which is actually a very optimistic and beautiful card about relationships, new beginnings in relationships. And I think that's the like solstice and like Venus and Scorpio, that whole energy is like coming around this energy of relationships. And what's interesting is in the Magician card, it kind of talks about how once you realize your own potential, it is attracted to other people. So if you're in that energy going into whatever possibilities you have for connecting with people over that week, you really are attracting attention. And so the more positive you can be, but also protecting your energy at the same time, there's like that dual part of it. Like just know that people are going to be drawn to you if you're feeling that energy and then pre-plan in your head. Maybe like Emily said, some ways (laughs) that you can kind of create space for yourself, but what I'm really feeling about this is like the idea of like a deeper connection. So it could be sparking new relationships, but there's just this feeling that like for some reason over this particular holiday season, come up for a few people this year that I've been talking to around this time where it just feels like there's a very good opportunity to deepen relationships if you take the time to slow down and spend time with the people that you're closest to and try not to rush your way through. And I think that part is like where the joy is contagious. If you are the one who's creating space and holding space for that energy, then people around you will also feel it. Because I get like a the true feeling of this Two of Cups is like that soulmate energy. And it doesn't have to just be romantic. It can just be the people in your life that you truly want to be in the energy with. And then being really grateful for that creates even more magical energy. And I think it creates like a harmony that we don't always get if we just keep focusing on what the next tradition is, what the next dinner is, what the next meal is. If we don't take those moments, then all of a sudden we're on the other side of the holidays. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even have a conversation with this person who like means so much to me. So it's just this kind of little reminder that that's the intention of the holidays. The intention of the holidays is connection and gratitude and harmony and all of those energies. So if you're open for that, then it will come. And then the last little note that I got that wasn't necessarily part of this card that just came to me when I was, like I do with every card where I just sit with it. And what I was really hearing was, it's kind of like a psychological term, but it's like a bid for attention or a bid for affection where somebody shows you something that maybe is like, you know, look at that tree out there, isn't that cool? And instead of ignoring them and being like, yeah, it's a tree really think about why they're sharing that with you. And that happens a lot, even if you think of like kids too. Kids this time of year are gonna be like, look at this new toy I got. And if you just go, I don't have time for this, I'm, I'm cooking, you know, that's a bid for attention. Somet- anytime somebody brings something to you that's interesting to them, that's like a bid for affection or a bid for attention. And during the holidays, I feel like this happens so much. Like I can see all these different examples of it where people try to connect with you. But if you're too focused on what has to get done, you're you're dismissing them and so this is like this prime opportunity for connection and it's like how you treat those moments is how the outcome will be for the holidays
1: love that that is such a beautiful reminder um i think you're gonna really like how this ties in because there's some great energy that piggybacks right off of this so december 25th we have Romance, right? It's really going to rain on Christmas Day because Venus and Scorpio is going to trine sensitive Neptune in Pisces. So the sensitive water combo increases compassion, making it a beautiful day to start a project or listen to each other's point of view. Just don't get too wrapped up in trying to solve someone else's problems because this energy will make everyone emotional sponges. Cue psychic overload. Get some time alone and remove what isn't yours to carry. On December 26th, we have the full moon in Cancer. And as the holidays wind on, the quiet comfort of the year's second Cancer full moon brings a much needed moment to chill. When the warm fuzzies, with the warm fuzzies in high gear today, use it to catch up with someone close. Emotions will be close to the surface. So don't be surprised if sentimental exchanges bring on the waterworks. Ease into your cozy space and emphasize the sanctuary of home. This full moon gets a boost from systematic Saturn, so you may find yourself being supportive or feeling taxed, so call in help if you need it. If you're also feeling ready to stand up for yourself, you'll get a confidence boost as healing comet Chiron enters fire Aries today, ending a retrograde that started July 23rd. While Chiron wheeled backward through Aries, passive-aggressive barbs and sneering put-downs may have been set in defense. And now that we're back in forward motion, let the healing come from passion and not pain. On December 27th, let's get ready for a mental rumble. Mercury is going to square Neptune. And while half of you will want to lie down in a pile of mush, the other half is marching forward with strict Capricorn plans. Both signs are immutable, and every option will seem as valid as the next. Having too many conversations in your head? Maybe pull some cards or phone a friend and ask them to help you find some clarity. Adding fuel to the fire, impulsive Mars, and retrograde Mercury merge energies in outspoken Sagittarius today. Don't let the heat of the moment fog and distort the truth. You'll be sure to overthink absolutely all of it today. Instead, adopt an experimental and open mind with the Sun and Jupiter in trine. United in Earth science Capricorn and Taurus, thinking outside of the box could lead to financial breakthroughs. Now is the time to see the bigger picture. December 28th, it may seem like fun to take a gamble today, but that's a slippery slope. While the most active planet Mars is locking heads with the most passive planet Neptune. You could find yourself on a wild ride of impulsivity and skewed intuition. Don't assume that a maybe is a yes, and don't let anyone sweet talk you into something that probably is too good to be true. On December 29th, just in the nick of time for New Year's Eve, the planet of love bounds into fun-loving Sagittarius, helping us turn the calendar with hope in our hearts. While you might not have felt like making plans before, this transit could have you cooking up something last minute for the holiday. Even if you can't get away to a magical destination, this Venus cycle opens minds and hearts until January 23rd. So you'll have plenty of time to soak up something new. And then December 30th, finally, Jupiter ends its retrograde slowdown in Taurus that actually began September 4th. As the planet of expansion powers forward in tactile Taurus, a profitable idea could start to pick up speed. If a work project has drifted from its original mission, you'll be able to come back down and put it together again. It will feel easier to prioritize without getting so scattered. That's something to pop the bubbly for, for sure.
0: I love that.
1: I feel like uh, what you just described
0: there that week, I feel like there's energies like I definitely was picking up on that like first half. I totally forgot that it was the full moon like my I actually have a cancer moon. So this is like totally my energy, that combination. So that's probably why I could feel it so palpably in my body. I was like, I know this feeling for sure. So that makes a lot of sense. And then what you were just describing there really ties into the next week that I have. So for week three, Uh, from the 31st until January 6th, I have the Six of Pentacles. And what I really like about this energy is it's this like card of balance and it's about giving and receiving. And I think because you were just talking about the energy of like Jupiter going direct again and it just feels like there's a fresh influx of like energy to move, you know? Like there's all of a sudden resources to move because like maybe you felt like really stuck energetically stuck financially for the last little while it just feels like it frees up energy and so maybe you weren't going to go out for new years but all of a sudden you have some money flowing again or you weren't going to go and visit someone but all of a sudden you're like you know what i could go out for a meal that might be nice and so even it could be an energetic thing could be a financial thing but it just felt like this was bringing some movement and i even made a note actually and i have been doing this more recently but I was feeling the energy of the card before this, which is the five of pentacles. And the five of pentacles is traditionally a card of like scarcity, not seeing where the other opportunities are, feeling like you don't have enough, feeling left out in the cold, that sort of energy. And so financially, I feel like there's probably a lot of people who feel the crunch of the holidays regularly. But this year with, you know, inflation, all these other influences, it just feels like it's extra strong. And so this really, I actually made a note of that because I felt like there was a definite shift into this energy of like, there's more to move around. There's more flowing. And so the more we are receiving, the less we're scared to put it out there. And so when you were saying at the beginning, talking about Capricorn, how it's the sign of the provider, that was, this was the card I was thinking of, was I was like, yes, when I know when I have resources, I'll give it to everyone, you know, before I'll keep it for myself. So even though like, yeah, Capricorn does get kind of the rap of being like, you know the more of a harsh person when it and like more intense about like money, but it's true. As soon as I have money, it flows back out again. So I feel like that energy is going to come through again, where we're going to have maybe some breakthroughs and have things coming in, but that we have to be very conscious about it. So. Conscious in the giving, conscious in the receiving as well. And so allowing people to give to you too. I know as a Capricorn, like I described earlier, I would rather be left alone and have no attention on my birthday whatsoever. I'd rather be like, everybody, just you guys can have a party. I don't have to be there, right? Like party pooper adjacent. I think I've said a million times about how I feel. Like I like being around people when they're having fun. I just don't want to do it. I don't want to play the game. I don't want to, you know, do that. I'll have, I'll be in the conversation. I'll be in the energy. But when it comes to putting that on me, I'm like, no, thank you. You can keep it. You have a party. I may or may not come. Like that's my energy, how I feel about you, my own birthday. So that's kind of what I'm feeling around this, though, is that you need to be open to that. If people want to pour into you, you need to be open to that and for the exchange of it. The idea is that like money and energy need to be exchanged. If they, if you hold on to them too much, it's overwhelming. If you have none of it, also overwhelming. So. The ideal is to have an equal give and take. And so there's a feeling of healing around this, though, like where you're sharing your wisdom, you're sharing what you've learned, you're sharing your resources, but you're also receiving new things in exchange for that. And it really fills you up. So what I saw, I came up as an equation in my head when I felt into this, which was compassion plus generosity equals prosperity. So that just felt really interesting because I was like, yeah, if you're compassionate towards others and you want to give, then in exchange, the universe is going to make sure that you're taken care of as well. And so that felt like a really good, like Capricorn energy this week. And we're right in the heart of it. Like I'm right in the middle of Capricorn season where my birthday is, which is the fourth. And so I always feel like I'm like the very center of it. And this is kind of what this felt like with this uh, exchange energy.
1: I really like the six of pentacles and the feeling of the leaning into where we've been with the five because with Jupiter having any of our abundance kind of locked down and then we've also had Saturn which is our responsibilities pulling in Pisces that has no boundaries and so all of these things that we're facing I know you and I were talking earlier about boundaries and what's mine is yours and all of these things are coming to a head now at this time of the year for sure. On December 31st, it's actually mostly a quiet day with just a little bit of tension coming early in the morning when Venus squares Saturn. You'll kind of feel behind before you even had a chance to start. So enjoy your day and stop worrying too much. It's going to be a good new year. Just because it's a first doesn't mean you have to jump and do all the things instantaneously. January January 1st, right? New Year's begins on a sensible note, as the moon moves into Virgo and Capricorn, Sun are going to trine each other in this friendly joint energy that keeps you on task and anchored into reality. Don't set the bar so high that you work yourself into an overtime stupor like you did in 2023. Speaking for myself and possibly my podcast cast friend here, <laughs> Venus square Saturn today making for a bit of a buzz kill. It might be time to take off the holiday-colored glasses and look at things through your regular prescriptive lenses. What might come up? I don't know. Are you aligned on what you want for the present and the future? Are you holding on to a past hurt that's causing resentment? People aren't mind readers, despite the obvious look on your face. So instead today, to round out the day, we're going to have Mercury going direct in Sagittarius. At 10.08 p.m. Eastern. With the retrograde portion of Mercury's transit over, we're now going to retrace the same degrees we did back in early December. Those grand visions you were working on may have stalled out mid-month. So now it's time to get back to those lofty ideas and start making forward progress again. Did you hurt someone's feelings over the holidays? Maybe reach out and resolve things now that communication is back on track. January third, we have the last quarter moon in Libra, again, shining light where you may have been avoiding conflict. Today's moonbeams help you keep a level head as you take the high road and make things right. Do you really want to remove that relationship from your life or do you just need a break? Either way, make room for more of what you do want, be it that's because that's really the best option. January fourth, how strong is your desire for success? You're about to find out when Goalgetter Mars leaps into ambitious Capricorn and brings out your desire to do, be, and have the absolute best. Mars is very happy in Capricorn. It's exalted, meaning it's one of its most powerful positions in the Zodiac. Until February 14th, the planet of action will have you breaking out your planner and becoming more passionate about your long-lasting impact. January 6th is a little bit of an ouch. It might feel like you bit your own tongue while trying to eat a salad instead of pasta for lunch. In other words, the sun is going to square Chiron. Being forced to, to deal with triggers, wounds, or limiting beliefs after this energy is a bit like seeing your true reflection in a fun house mirror. It's impossible. Don't take things at face value today and instead See how you can grow past these limiting ideas.
0: I definitely feel all of that energy I can feel into it between these cards. But especially what you were just describing, that transit on the 6th, is for sure what I'm picking up on for the next week, which is January 7th to the 13th, which is the Judgment card, which is a major arcana, very intense. But what I love about this particular deck, the way that it's described, is that This card is about seeing yourself at the highest version of yourself. And that's where I think it's kind of the opposite of our tendencies, especially as a Capricorn or when we're in Capricorn season, we're not likely to be that nice to ourselves. But I think having that mindset of like just seeing yourself who you are, forgiveness is a huge energy behind this card and a lot of self-forgiveness. It's a very self-focused card. And it's like judging yourself. Right. And that is what comes up really strongly with this is that it's like a lot of self-judgment. And I know as someone who's introverted, neurodivergent and Capricorn, this is definitely like an energy, which I'm sure many of you in different ways can relate to, where you walk away from like a period of time when you're interacting with a lot of people and all you can think of it are all the weird things you said. And the fact that you're like, oh, I'm, I told that person I was going to come back and finish the conversation and I didn't. Or, you know, I meant to get this person's, to give this person a card and I forgot it. And now I don't know where it is. All of those things will be all you think about for the next two weeks. And this is a reminder that like, no, you don't have to do that. Nobody is holding it against you as strongly as you are. But if there is someone you want to reach out to, then like Emily was saying, then yes, this would be the time to do that. But from a place of like compassion for yourself. Um, and one of the things that came up with this was I, after I had pulled all of the cards, I have this book that I refer to and I had it open because I had just did an episode, which I haven't, as of right now on Monday the 11th, haven't posted yet, but I recorded. And it's about miracles because that is the theme that has been brought to me by Spirit in a same, similar way to how we've gone from hope into like dream life energy, and this is like the culmination of it. This is like if you've been holding on to hope all this time and you've been visioning what you would like to have, then you can have it. And what's interesting is when I was reading, I don't always, as you mostly know, I would go off of my vibes. But I really did read the definition of like the card definition of this card again, uh, the book for it, because I was like, it's been forever since I've actually looked at this one. And one of the phrases in it is you are a miracle and i was like wow after i had just recorded this episode on miracles and i had written before i even read the definition a passage from this book that's called simple abundance and it's daily passages for the year and it's actually a quote from someone else but it's from dame julian of norwich and it's this thing that the author says she just repeats to herself when she's stressed out and it feels like this week is a time we may need this and it's all shall be well and all shall be well and all manner of things shall be well. It's this reminder that just, it doesn't matter. Like I can feel it in my crown as I'm talking right now, like a tingling where it's just like spirit is reminding us that like we are spirits. We are here. We're trying to be humans. Some of us are better at it than others, but and we all have our moments. But this like honest reflection from spirit that like you are spirit, you are a miracle. That is the real version of yourself yes, you're going to do weird things as a human. I actually feel like I exist here to be the most embarrassing person ever so that other people feel less embarrassing. I spill things on myself. I say stupid things and I feel like I'm so used to it now that I don't even notice it. And that's just how I exist in the world. And so I'm trying to lean into that energy of like, no one else is remembering these weird things that I do. And if they do, I hope that it's in a way that they feel like it's endearing. And that's how I see my friends. If I remember weird things that my friends did, I think it's adorable and I love it. And I remember those things fondly. So try to do that for yourself. And sort of just cleanse all of the outside opinions and the pressure and the resolution energy of having to do all the things. And just sit with the fact that you are a miracle and all shall be well.
1: I love all the cute, awkward, adorable things you do. And I'm pretty sure we message each other at least three times a week with something we've done. And yes, they're some of my favorite moments. So keep being adorable, Andrea. On January 8th, your left and right brain hemispheres are going to be battling it out today. Mercury and Sagittarius is going to square off with Neptune and Pisces, and you could be left feeling completely conflicted about your next steps. Do you follow grounded logic or unrealistic intuition? And who determines what a win really looks like for you anyway? No matter what, weigh the options wholeheartedly and look further down the road than just this week or this month. January 9th, this is a positive day to expand your horizons and think outside the box. Confidence-boosting Capricorn Sun is going to trine Inventive Uranus and Taurus. And what is this going to do? It's going to spark all sorts of possibilities. The first step might be to stop focusing on what you could do and start taking micro actions. This really is a case of where you don't know what can absolutely happen until you try it. Speaking of miracles, January 10th, comfort zone be damned because today you're going to be challenged to take some action anyway. Ambitious Capricorn sun is going to square our collective destiny with the North Node in Aries, creating a feeling of just because it's good for everyone else doesn't mean it is for me. Is this your intuition giving you a nudge? January 11th, we have the full moon cycle kicking off for 2024, and it's a powerful one because it signifies the shifting of fates. You're not who you were in 2023. And at the same time, you haven't yet reached who you're going to be by the end of 2024. This moon forms an energizing trine with the planet of disruption, Uranus. Here's where it gets tricky, though Uranus will be conjunct with potent Pluto. Okay, what does it all mean? Step into your power as an innovator. Nothing magical ever happens when you leave all the potions on the shelves. This inaugural new moon is like a second New Year's Day. So go ahead and laser focus in on one or two of those goals that feel really good. And again, this is a Capricorn new moon on the 11th. January 12th, enough analyzing, discussing, and strategizing already. It's time for action. Mars and Jupiter unite for the third and final trine in a series that started in early December. You've had the inspiration, the retreat inward to think about it, and now it's time to leap into the unknown. If your gut is telling you to take a chance, this is the day to do it. This isn't a push to abandon common sense and follow just any impulse. It's more about stop dreaming and just start doing already. And January 13th, later in the evening, um, master strategist Mercury will be sailing through a career-minded Capricorn helping you to put your plan into action for 2024. In ambitious Capricorn, Mercury is all about forward thinking and setting goals. This is an ideal window to really dig into your resolutions and map out a plan.
0: Yeah, that definitely resonates with that energy. And I realize I started this point that I didn't say, which ties into what Emily was sharing there, which is only your own approval matters. So when you're talking about like, you know, everyone else is doing these things but it doesn't feel right for me that was a point that like also came up so i feel like i was meant to mention this after because like to emphasize that point that like that is something that i feel is maybe a little bit different than usual in Capricorn season it just this feels a little bit different where like it's more of an aquarius energy almost that i'm feeling and that's where i feel like it ties into this next week which is january 14th to the 20th so this is the end of the season and I pulled the six of swords. So swords is an air sign. And it's an air suit, I should say. And this can be a bit of a frightening card. It is one that like sometimes makes people a little uncomfortable. But it's usually a card that tells us that like there's something holding us back that it doesn't need to be holding us back. If you think about it, if this was an earth sign, then you'd be like, oh, there's a physical thing that's like keeping me from moving forward. But this is an air sign. So it tends to be in our mental realm. And this does tie into that energy of the judgment and like that energy kind of coming through where it's like, okay, what am I holding on to that's imaginary? And not that it's not our real energy, not that it's not a real thing we're working through, but this is an energy of reminding us like we can heal these things, we can move through these things. And it's this energy, again, that ties into this. We have two six cards and this ties into the six of pentacles, too, where it's the energy of like you're coming out of a time when you're feeling conflicted or confused or stuck and it's a choice that you can make to mentally move forward and it reminds us that like we can ask for help and this is that giving and receiving energy that I'm feeling but on like a mental level where it's like I'm really stuck why do I keep circling around this bring it to someone you trust and allow them to see what you're holding on to that you don't really need anymore and the picture that if you're in my newsletter, you can see the image, but it's this image of a woman on a boat and there's these ravens pulling forward, but she's stuck. And what you can't see is, I, what I imagine is out of frame is that there's an anchor that you could just pick up and keep moving. The birds always represent spirit to me and it's spirit trying to guide you forward. And you know there's a better way forward. You know there's something good on the other side of this, but there's just this one thing that you forgot to pick up. It's like the loose end you forgot to tie off, you know? It's like you're still tied to the dock and you're like, why are we not going anywhere? And that's the energy that I feel. So it's it feels like a really dark card, but it can actually be quite light. Where it's like, you know, there's a way forward and you're just kind of like keeping yourself backwards in that energy. So the two things that it feels like is like we're in transitional energy and there's maybe a bit of turmoil. So if you as long as you can see that there's light you're moving towards and clear out whatever is keeping you into that old chapter, then it becomes a renewed sense of hope and like fresh beginning. And that is more what I feel for this card in this particular circumstance is it does feel tied to that boost of energy with the six of pentacles. We're coming into balance. We're starting to see things moving again and we're recognizing where it's kind of like you shake yourself out of like a thing and you come out, you're like oh wait I, that was me just daydreaming that whole time that didn't actually happen I just made that all up so that really helps us to just like move forward into Aquarius season and maybe feeling a bit more of that like innovative energy sneak in once we realize we've just been holding ourselves
1: back this is an interesting week because we have kind of three, well, we have two powerful days with a quarter moon sandwiched in between. So the 15 is actually gonna kind of feel like a dreamy breath of fresh air you've been missing thanks to two lovely pairs in the sky. First up, we have Venus and fun loving Sagittarius is gonna trine the collective north node in Aries, giving you the passion to push past the negative self-doubt The sun in Capricorn might have you second guessing your intuition, but with the harmonious sextile to Neptune and Pisces today, it's a wonderful time to anchor those dreams into reality. On January 17th, we have first quarter moon in Aries, and it's feeding off of the excitement in the skies this week. So sandwiched between four powerful transits, right? Aries reminds you that trendy and new doesn't tell the whole story. It's fine to get excited about things, but weigh them against timeless wisdom. Have you been rushing into a decision? Today's moonbeams recommend easing in and testing the water so that you can see the reality of the situation for what it actually is. Burnout is the only thing that comes from spreading yourself too thin. Mercury and Capricorn will sextile Saturn and Pisces, helping you to present your plans in a way that allows for clarity and efficiency. And then on January 19th, big talk and rose-colored glasses. Messenger Mercury and Outspoken Jupiter team up in stabilizing Earth science to, for the third time in the past month and a half. Now that Mercury is no longer retrograde, you can confidently promote your ideas. These two savvy planets can lead to magical communications. In the background, though, lingers a standoff between Venus and Neptune which could lead to both parties looking at the same situation very differently. These two dreamy planets only square each other twice a year. And with Venus in global Sagittarius and Neptune in nomadic Pisces, a change of scenery might just be what it takes for you to see eye to eye again. So this is the final day before we jump into Aquarius season in January. So I think Looking at overall Capricorn, I think it's going to be the most Sagittarius Capricorn season we've had in a while. We talked about Scorpio being very, or Sagittarius being very Scorpio-like and some of those aspects. And I think this, again, is a definite blending of those energies.
0: Yeah, I could feel it even when I pulled the cards, which is kind of why I was like, do I put this back? Like, that does not quite feel like how I I would expect it to. But I think even like i was saying with the six of swords even the one of the darker cards had a very light energy to it where it was like you know yes it may feel really like we're playing old stories but there's hope and like possibility behind it which i think helps (laughs) especially in that like capricorn energy and like yeah being able to see the light and being able to see possibility is always a good thing so i will welcome the sagittarius energy because like we open this episode, I feel like we've missed out on it for a good chunk because we've been so busy. We haven't gone to actually feel that yet.
1: And I hope the listeners picked up on the synchronicity between the anchor that you talked about and what I had written about picking up the anchors and anchoring into your dreams and realities. This is where I think the magic really is in, in what you do, Andrea, what you bring to the table with the tarot and just seeing how all the messages align and continue in in the same way with the astrology. So thank you for a wonderful 2023. It has been so fun. I'm excited to jump into Capricorn season with you and yeah, start another year of fun monthly cosmic energy reports. Agreed. I feel like it's going to
0: be a good one. I really am excited to do our Gaining Light episode, our first half of 2024, I think that's going to be really insightful and something we're going to be like bookmarking for later as the energy moves on. But I agree. I always had so much fun with these and we kind of did a check in with each other. Like, do we want to keep going with these? And we both were like, yes, we are going to do these monthly. There's so much fun. And I do agree that there is so much magic, especially in words, right? Like, even though we're using different ways of like coming to whatever our forecasts are, we both are choosing our words very intuitively. And I feel like what Emily said, like, that's where the magic is, is like the intuition is the piece that like brings it together.
1: Yeah, let's bring in more Miracles and Magic for 24. I'm ready.
0: I can't even wait. Miracles and Magic. That's our
1: theme. (laughs) Okay, so we have also been discussing behind the scenes whether or not we continue our movie than TV show updates. And I think we have to this month because you got such a good one. I was a slacker and came to the table with nothing, but yours is so good. We really don't need another.
0: Well, I appreciate that. I actually went in a deep dive on just which celebrities and actors and whatnot were Capricorns. And I think sometimes I need the reminder because I feel like I get boring and party pooper adjacent too much. And then I need to be like, oh, wait, there's lots of like famous, awesome Capricorns. So. Just for a little preview, there's Noah Khan, who's my favorite artist right now. Um, John Legend, Dolly Parton, Jim Carrey, all Capricorns. Different degrees of Capricorn-ness, but they all have fun behind their energy too. But what I really zeroed in on was i have been watching the show The Bear and the main character, Carmi, he, even though I have no idea what sign he's supposed to be, I resonate with his energy so much because he's so, so driven to like make this dream happen. He feels like he's in charge of it for everyone. So the whole team, he knows they're depending on him. That means the world to him. And he has like this vision for like what he sees coming forward. But this the sacrifice is that he doesn't feel like there's any time for fun or anything like that. There's an episode that opens with him just, reciting the definition of fun and discussing whether or not it resonates and if you guys remember uh, episodes ago I talked about how my brother and I were on the train one day and I said to him very honestly I was like yeah I forgot that I like to have fun and so when he said that in the episode I was like that is me to a t like I, I when I'm having fun I'm having fun but I don't think about having fun it's not something I put on the list you know it's like it happens coincidentally because of time and place but it's not something I plan for and I think that was really resonated with me and then there's also another point in the show where he makes a mistake and I'm not going to give away too much because I know a lot of people haven't gone into this show yet but he makes a mistake and then blames it on the fact that he had fun that he took time to like enjoy himself and he's like this is what happens basically when you have fun is everything gets ruined. I totally resonate with that. Anytime I make a mistake, I'm like, oh, I took a break the other day. Or like I took a nap or I watched Netflix and I wasn't working while I was watching TV. So I lost time, you know? And that energy just resonated so deeply. And then on a funny level, one of my favorite authors who I've never read one of her books, but I just love every quote I ever hear from her is Dorothy Parker. And there's a quote that says, there is entirely too much charm around and something must be done to stop it. <laughs> I feel like that's how people see Capricorns. It's party pooper. And this is the party pooper like plus party pooper plus is is that energy of like, yes, yeah, there's fun being had and I don't like it, which is not me. I am party pooper adjacent. I have that feeling sometimes when there's loud noises happening for no reason and I'm not part of the fun. But I also like to have fun too. So I just feel like those two quotes though were like definitely how I feel when I'm feeling the heaviness of being a Capricorn. But what happens for me is it's the reminder that I don't have to be in that energy. And I start to realize now, the the problem is that I'm not having enough fun and I'm not letting myself let let loose. So that was just sort of like an interesting energy that I came across in the last week that was perfect for this episode.
1: I love party pooper adjacent. You will always be my favorite party pooper adjacent, Andrea. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. I feel like
0: uh, there's so many times I just sit there and I'm like, I really am a party pooper. But you know what? Part of my charm, I guess.
1: (laughs) The other thing that's been really highlighted for me as I've been thinking about what this season is going to look like is the emphasis that... Feels placed on this year's cancer full moon. Mm-hmm. I think because of its proximity to Christmas, it really is pulling through those aspects of cancer season that are the tradition, the gathering around children, the having fun, the um oh, just sinking into the feelings around things and the need to be home. So if any of you get stuck in Mercury retrograde travel issues, or if things don't go quite the way you expect them to, really allow that full moon in Cancer to bring in some of that healing energy. Doesn't matter what day you celebrate Christmas or when you finally all get together. Just remember that it's the the feelings and the energy you're bringing into the season that make a difference.
0: Absolutely, I think that as Someone who has both energies because I had the cancer full moon is um, this just came to me while you were describing that, because what I realized is something that kind of brings the two together is like the the witty humor of like Capricorn and then the like warm energy of cancer. If you put that together, it's an inside joke. It's a joke that's only in your family. And I my whole family all has cancer energy and my parents and I all have Capricorn energy. And there, we have so many things that are just weird jokes and things that we say that only our family know. And a lot of them are around mistakes. And, you know, maybe this year will be the year of inside jokes where there's like travel plans that don't go as planned and like gifts that are miswrapped, or those kinds of things that become a story that you can tell later. But it brings you back home, right? When you think of those inside jokes, even if you're having a bad day, if you hear an inside joke come up, It lifts your spirit. But I feel like that is the combination of Cancer and Capricorn, is inside joke.
1: I love that. I'm going to use that forever. That's a great one. Thank you, Andrea. I
0: love an inside joke. (laughs) All
1: right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Do you have any final thoughts or anything you want to cover?
0: I don't think so. I think I'm just really excited for the other episode, our 2024 first half, part one, if you will. (laughs) I'm excited to dive into that energy and to get to Solstice. Wonderful.
1: Well, thank you all for listening. And we will get that episode out and record. We're going to record it later this week. and It'll be out before the end of the year. And enjoy your Capricorn season. Have a great time. Make lots of inside jokes and go with the flow. Stay flexible.
0: Bye. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Spirit Crumbs. You can find me on Instagram for this podcast at Spirit Crumbs, or you can also find me at Concrete and Crystals for my own spiritual offerings and more tidbits about my own journey. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.